Hola, hola. It's your girl, Erica, from America. Welcome to the Confidence Chronicles podcast. This podcast is all about helping you stand in who you are. Stop giving a fuck what people think about you. Start standing as your fully expressed self. As you are, as is, there is no filter needed. You are fucking awesome. And I am here to remind you. I'm a confidence coach and I'm a bold stand for confidence. And I cannot wait to dig into today's episode with you. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited that you're here. We are going to talk about a very sexy topic today, which is how I made over $500,000, really close to a million dollars now on Instagram. Okay. I want to talk about this because I think so many of us don't believe that social media can create that for us. And or we've seen a lot of hype marketing bullshit around make six figures on Instagram or make six figures on social media. And we're kind of like grossed out by it or like over it or eye rolling, like whatever. And I get it. I probably would do the same thing if I heard someone say that. And I hate saying like, I made six figures on Instagram. But the reality is that you can. Um, And I want to share with you today the story and how I did this and why this happened. And some of you that have listened to the podcast know the story a little bit already. Or if you've read my book, Confidence Feels Like Shit, then you know a little bit of the story and how I started my coaching business. If you don't, you're about to hear it now. In 2018, when I first launched my business, I had my son, Nava, my second baby. I had him at home. It was a home birth. It was amazing. My husband is like this powerhouse of a woman was born when you had that baby. Like you just, uh, this, this, this powerhouse. And I already considered myself a powerhouse kind of person. So for him to say that, it was like, you were unstoppable. You just were like, nothing's going to stop me. I'm going to do the damn thing. So I had my son. I was working a corporate gig, like a nine to five job. And I was making really good money in this nine to five job. And I wasn't fulfilled. I wasn't happy. I knew it wasn't like my thing or my purpose. On the sidelines, I was doing a styling business. So I was a fashion stylist and I would take women shopping and talk about confidently styling yourself and dressing with confidence. Throughout this time in my styling business, I was doing my own personal development journey. So we had invested all this money on coaches and retreats and healing and therapy and just a lot of money invested in this realm for ourselves to heal our shit. And so we were in the middle of coaching and working on ourselves. And I would do these events, these Styling Confidently events, and I would have women in this styling room and we'd be talking about fashion and then they'd be crying. And we'd be talking about your thoughts and your feelings. And, you know, I was mixing the two together. I was really mixing the external confidence, which was how you dress and your hair and your nails and your makeup and all that bullshit that we love as women with the internal confidence, how we think, how we feel, you know, the actions we're taking, how we are in our lives. Are we fulfilled? Are we, you know, dealing with trauma and all the shit that happens in our lives? So I was already like combining this and I had my son, my husband had a business and it was a gym and it was around October, November. So that's at the end of the year, you know, around Christmas time, no one's thinking about, you know, being fit and sexy. They're out doing parties and drinking and holiday season. So the gym was really struggling financially. I had left the corporate gig because I was a contractor. So I wasn't on maternity leave. I was a contractor. 
And we had a second baby. We moved into a big house that was a rental. So we were renting. We bought big furniture for the big house, killed our savings. And then we bought a Tiguan Volkswagen car because two kids equals big SUV, right? (laughs) We had all this debt from investing in working on ourselves over the years. And it just like, it all came tumbling down in that moment. It was like, shit, we are struggling to buy bread. We are looking for coins in our car. We are feeling all the guilt and the shame on investing money in ourselves to heal our shit from the past. You know, we were like, we know better air quotes. Like we know this. What are we doing? Why are we broke right now? We were frustrated. I was exhausted because I was breastfeeding. And then I had a toddler. I had two kids under two. So we were wrecked. I go in the shower and I get the shower wisdom that basically says, your name is the queen of confidence. Your company is the queen of confidence. Why are you talking about styling and clothing? Like, what does the queen of confidence talk about? It was like confidence. Okay. And I had already been feeling this like poking on the side of, I don't really want to do styling anymore. I don't really want to talk about fashion. I don't want to talk about linen and fucking horizontal stripes and shit and cotton. And I don't care. I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about the internal confidence. I want to talk about how you think and feel about yourself. I want to talk about that shit. And at the time, Tony Robbins was doing stuff, but it wasn't so known for someone, for a coach to be like doing a creating confidence masterclass. Like, I don't know many people who would have come to that. It wasn't a thing yet, right? And I'm like, it's 2018. My baby was born. I get this shower wisdom that's like the queen of confidence talks about confidence. Like, do your confidence coaching. Don't worry about the styling. And I run downstairs and I'm soaking wet. There's water all over the floor, all over the carpet. And I'm like, I'm not going back to work. I'm going to become a coach. I'm going to do this. I want to do this. And I'm talking fast Puerto Rican. Like, My husband's like, whoa, are you tripping? Like, are you crazy? We have no money. Like our electricity is about to be on a payment plan. I'm like, I know. I don't care. Like there's never going to be a perfect time. There's never going to be a better time. I need to do this now. So I straight right there, right then and there said to him, I'm going to work my ass off. I'm going to hustle. I'm going to build this business. I'm going to build a community. I'm going to make this shit happen. So because we had no money and we had nothing else going on for us and I didn't know what the hell I was doing, I am was definitely not a technical person. I didn't know how to do websites, how to do the internet, social media, none of that shit, okay? There was no class that I took or school that I went to. I just had a desire, a burning desire to share my story, to build community, to do confidence coaching and to help women. That's all I had, which is a lot, by the way. Your drive and desire is a lot. So I channeled it. I started watching Gary Vee YouTube while I was breastfeeding my kid and watching my toddler. I would have one ear pod listening to Crushing It audiobook by Gary Vee while I would do the laundry. I mean, I was literally motherhood in the thick of it. You know, when the babies are born and you're breastfeeding and they're screaming and then the toddler's crying and you're up at 4 a.m., 3 a.m., 2 a.m., he's teething, all that shit, okay? If you want to watch this, by the way, if you go to my YouTube, you can watch all the videos of when I first started my business. And see me literally crying about how fucked up motherhood felt for me and how I was just drowning. Because it's real. Y'all that are out there that have kids, y'all know this shit is not fancy and cute and fun. It's really hard. And some days you're just like, I can't. I can't do it. So I'm going through that. But I also have this driving force in me that's like, I know that I came here to do this work. I know that my life story, all the trauma that I've been through has brought me on the planet to do this. I know this. This is what I want to do. So I'm listening to Gary Vee crushing it. 
I'm watching his YouTube while I'm doing Toast and the Wiggles, which is a kid's show. I'm just juggling the whole thing. And then <laughs> he's like, do a YouTube channel. Start a podcast on Anchor. Show up on social media. Show up on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. I don't know. There was another thing, Vinely, all kinds of shit. And I was like, yep, okay, done. I'll do it all. I don't recommend doing it all, by the way. But at the point in time where I was, I was like, girl, you just got to do it. You just got to get yourself out there. And I heard him say something in the book, and I talk about it in my book, because it really was my moment of, ah, like bitch slap moment from Gary V. Gary Vaynerchuk, I love you. Thank you for giving me the bitch slap. It was, nobody knows your story. Nobody knows who you are. They are not coming to discover you. You need to let people know who you are. And I was like, huh, nobody is coming to discover me. I have to tell people who I am. Never thought about it that way. I'm telling you that shit, since that day that I heard that, it has been a game changer for me and my business and in my documentation of my life story, of my day-to-day, of my stories on Instagram, my IGTV. Why I show up so much is because of that quote that he said or that message he said in his book. Like, no one knows your story. No one knows the trauma you've been through. No one knows the experiences you've had. No one knows. Why? Because it's in your fucking head. And unless you tell someone, nobody knows. So it's your job to get your story out there. It's your job to show up. If you don't show up, no one's going to see you. If you are hiding, people won't find you. There are too many people. So the way to get your story out there is like, Oprah's not going to knock at your door, Erica, and be like, I heard you had a crazy story. Do you want to write a book with me? Like, that's what I thought. I must have thought that. I don't know what I was thinking. Like, Oprah's not going to come to Australia, knock on your door and be like, hey, you want a book deal? Because you had a fucked up life? No, I'm sorry. Who cares? Straight up, who cares about your life if you don't care enough to share it? So I was like, all right, Gary, bitch slap taken. Thank you so much. And I literally that day picked up my phone, landscape mode, because back in the day there was no YouTube shorts. And I was like, I'm just going to tell my story. I'm going to start documenting my process of becoming. I'm going to start documenting what I'm doing behind the scenes. Even though I ain't shit right now, even though I have shit right now, even though we have no money and I don't know what the hell I'm doing, I am going to commit to showing up on YouTube for 40 days straight. That was number one. Number two, I'm going to start a podcast. I got on Anchor, which is a website that you could start a podcast from your phone and literally on my phone started recording a podcast. That day I got on social media, on Facebook, and I did a video. I shared about it recently. I was like, I need to keep it real. I don't want to be a stylist anymore. I want to talk about confidence. So I'm canceling my Styling Confidently Masterclass, which by then was sold out because it was a side hustle for like five years. A side hustle for five years, yo, like, come on now. Commit, do it. Jump off the bridge. Let's go. I was so scared. Pull the bandaid off. I sat with my coach and was like, yo, I need to do this coaching business now. And we have no money. And she's like, you better get a job. And I was like, I can't work. How am I going to grow my coaching business? Then I went, hold on a minute. I'm American. (laughs) I'm resilient. I've been through a lot. Uh, I can do these two things and watch my children. Sometimes what you're being asked to do for your growth and your success and your business is hard. And you're going to be tired. And you have no time to rest and sleep and hang out with your friends. And you have no social life. Uh, Welcome to the club, my love. This shit's not for everyone. This is not for everyone. There's a lot of sacrifices that we've made, my husband and I, in our business and holidays we didn't go on and, and weekends out that we didn't spend and 
Gucci bags, I still won't buy because I don't need that shit. Even though I got the money, I'm like, um, no, thank you. There's a lot of sacrifices that we've made in order to build the business we've built, in order to make the impact we've made. So yeah, there were sacrifices. But I'm like, you know what? I am going to do this. I'm going to commit to showing up. And my, my coach said to me, you need a J-O-B. Because if you don't have a job, like a side, like a job that's paying you money so you could pay your bills and shit, you're going to go out into the world as a coach and be in scarcity. Meaning I need clients. I need clients. Can you work with me? Hey, work with me. Click here. Click. Uh, let's book a discovery call. Uh, it's like that scarcity, that desire, that like neediness in business. And that is not a sexy place to come from. So if you are just starting out, if you don't have the luxury of having a big savings account or your family paying for your way or money just sitting there under the mattress, girl, then yes, you need to get a job. And there is no shame in the job game when you are first starting out. So I had a job. I created a role for myself with the company I used to work for. I called them. I knew the problem that they had. And what do we do as business owners? We solve problems. So I'm like, let me give you a value proposition real quick. I'm like, you got this problem. I can fix it for you. Let's make it happen. They were like, cool, let's go. And I created a part-time job for myself. I was getting paid $36 an hour. I'm in Australia, okay? I know that's a lot for my American friends. Okay, that is a lot. But in Australia, that's nothing. $36 an hour, working from home. I was selling shampoo and conditioner over the phone. I had a big-ass brick laptop that they gave me so I could enter the order. While I'm breastfeeding my kid, my other son's running around. My husband's nowhere to be seen because he would work at 5 a.m. till 9 p.m. at the gym. Because personal trainers out there, y'all know, 5 a.m. clients, then you got a break during the day. But he was the business owner, so he had to be there doing meetings and shit with his team. Some days he would come home, then go back, and he wouldn't get home till 9 p.m. And I got these kids, and I am so stressed. Like, my adrenals were shot. Do I recommend this? Hell no. But for some of us, we don't have the luxury of doing it any other way. And if you do have the luxury of doing it another way, please do it another way. Ask for help. Use the support you have. Stop complaining. If you have support, if you have help, do it. Use it. Sometimes, though, this is what I find, we need to be on the edge. We need to be rock bottom. We need to be messed up in order to wake up and actually go for it. I was comfortable. I was comfortable working for this company, making 80K a year. My dream was there, but I wasn't following it until I had to. Until I had to, until we had no money. We're looking for coins to buy fucking bread for our kids. And we had a new car. We couldn't buy gasoline or petrol to put in the car. Like we had made so many dumb decisions. We felt so shameful. And it was at that point, at the worst time, I did my business at the worst time possible. But I was like, I know I need to do this now. If I don't do this now, when the hell am I going to do this? So that, that, that horrible experience was actually the best time. For some of us, we're comfortable and we ain't going to do shit. And you need to get uncomfortable to make a move. For others, you're not comfortable or you are comfortable, but you want to make a move and you're so driven, you'll do it. Not everybody. It depends who you are. So wherever you are in this journey, just know that when you hit that bottom where you can stop uh, second guessing yourself and you don't have the luxury to fuck around, that shit puts fire on your ass cheeks, fuego en el culo, and you're like, oh, let's go. Let's go. Okay, it's time to go. That's where we were. We were like, yo, we can't play. We have nothing to play with. Like my electricity was on a damn payment plan. So I was like, done. This is a game. Let's play the game. Let's go. I'm working, selling shampoo, started my coaching business, started my Instagram, started my podcast, and started my YouTube. Now, that's a lot, right? I don't recommend you do 17 million different things, but I went hardcore 
on Instagram because I saw that that platform had my clients. So it's very important if you got LinkedIn, if your clients are on LinkedIn, get on LinkedIn. I'm not saying go on Instagram. I made the money on Instagram, but you could make that money on Facebook. I've got a lot of friends who've made all their money on Facebook, all their money on TikTok, all their money on YouTube or Twitter. Doesn't matter. The point of the story is be where your clients are and commit to something. If you don't show up, you can't make it. So wherever you decide to show up, commit to it. So for me, it was Instagram. For me, it was the podcast. So I'm doing my podcast in my car, my freaking e-tags going off like like the little toll thing. Like I'm not paying it. It's like eh, eh. And my audience is listening to the podcast with my tag going eh, and I'm like, yeah, I got to pay that shit. My hoops were hitting my Apple headphones because I was podcasting on voice memos, the app on my phone. OK, but the shit I was saying, the, 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 the fire that I was spitting to my women my audience that were not there, by the way, because no one was listening to my podcast when I first started it, of course, but I was just giving the heat. I was just sharing what I knew. I was, I was giving them what they wanted to hear. I was supporting my clients. I think six months, I heard that the podcast was number six in Australia for mental health. When I realized and I looked to, I was like, oh shit, I better take this serious. People were listening to my podcast. I was getting thousands of downloads. My episodes were rocking. And then I moved it off of Anchor, obviously, and put it on a proper you know, I put it on my website and got all that shit done. But initially, I was just speaking to my phone in my car, driving around Melbourne safely with my earpods, talking to my girlfriend, you, the podcast listener. That's how this shit happened. That's how it started. Number two, Instagram. I was showing up. I had like 1,500 followers, maybe 2,000 when I first started in 2018. And I just kept showing up. I kept showing up on stories. I did IGTVs. I did a Q&A Tuesday show, a weekly show. Every Tuesday at 1230, I did the show, 10 minutes answering one question. Everything that I'm saying, by the way, I hope you can hear the word consistency. Consistency, I was showing up. If you don't show up, people can't find you. If you show up and then you don't show up, people don't trust you. So how can we build audiences that we're going to monetize? How do we successfully build a community of people who know, like, and trust us if we are not willing to consistently show up on the platforms that we started? Some of y'all started blogging and then there's no more blogging. This is why I'm not consistent on YouTube. I'm so consistent on Instagram. I'm so consistent on the podcast. I'm so consistent on my newsletter. I cannot, like, I'm like, oh my God, YouTube. Every Tuesday at 7 p.m. I have a YouTube show. Whew. Like, to be honest, I'm like, I need to wait. I need to like make sure that I can actually, it's not that I can't do it. I got the time. Do I want to do it now? Now that's the question I ask myself. Do I want to do that? Is that a strategy I want to achieve now? In the beginning, I couldn't have the pleasure of asking myself that question. In the beginning, I needed to build audience. I needed to show up. So I did everything that I could to be where my client was. Number one, super important. So here I am doing stories every day. Hey, good morning. How are you? What's up? What are you doing? I got my kids. I'm doing this, blah, blah, blah. Just sharing my life. Nothing exciting, but to my clients, it was exciting. Why? Because most of the women that were watching were just like me. They were moms. They had kids. They wanted to grow their business. They wanted to, they were basically me watching me. What happens when we see that on social media? We build community. We build connection. We build an audience. We build like, you're like me. I feel seen. I feel validated. We're, we're the same. We're connected. It's next level, the community building and relationship building opportunities that we all have on social media that I don't believe we're taking, number one. 
So I'm doing that. I'm building my podcast and I got my YouTube. And I remember being in the car filming my husband and he did not like it back then. He was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? I'm like, I'm building a YouTube. And he looked at me like I was stupid. Like, what are you doing? What are you wasting your time? And he looked so embarrassed. Like when you go back and please go back and embarrass him and watch his videos. (laughs) He's like, what is that? And I'm like, what do you mean? Like, I don't care what you think about me. I'm out here. I'm hustling. Like I'm doing this. I just told you that I wasn't going back to work. I just told you that I'm American and I got this and I'm going to make it happen. And I'm going to do this, whether you think I look silly or stupid or dumb or I don't care. So I would be in the car getting like motion sickness because I had the um, iMovie app on my phone and I'm in the car and I'm taking snippets of my videos and I'm putting them together and I'm trying to put words over it, doing this terrible job editing my YouTube videos, but my ass learned how to do it. I was like, Google YouTube, how to Google this, how to do an Instagram, how to do a story, apps that help me edit videos, dot, dot, dot. Anchor. What is Anchor? Like literally the resourcefulness at your fingertips that is available to you is the same resourcefulness that's available to me is the same resourcefulness that's available to everyone. We are in the technology driven world right now. You cannot say, I don't know how to do it. We have a rule in my company, our team. We don't say, I don't know how to do it. That's a Google question. That is a YouTubeable question, but to get to the Googles and the YouTubes and figure out how to do it. Resourceful. This comes from my trauma. This comes from my background. This comes from being a fiery Latina American kid who grew up with all the fucked up shit. So I'm, for me, resourcefulness is in my blood. It's in my DNA. If it's not in your blood and it's not in your DNA, figure out how to become more resourceful. There's a lot of people with resources. They got everything. They got money. They got tech. They got phones. They got shit. They're not doing anything. Then there's people who don't have anything. They're figuring out how to make it happen. So it's not that you don't have it. It's resourcefulness, Google, YouTube, how to build a this, how to do this. I guarantee you when you want to learn and you want to know how, you will find a way how to do it. I think Tony Robbins says that shit. When you want to find a way, you'll find a way or you'll find an excuse not to do it. So I was like, yo, I know I need to commit. For me, it was like, let's go 40 days of YouTube. And then I stopped doing it. And I was like, I'll do weekly. And then I showed up on Instagram and I decided to do this Q&A Tuesday show If I'm honest, that's one of the keys. I tell my clients now in the Startup Squad, which is my program where I teach coaches how to build what I built, but for themselves in their own way, in their own style. And I did this weekly show. And every Tuesday at 1230, I showed up. There was a a Tuesday, you can go to my Instagram and see it, where I had my son Nava and he was not having it. And I'm live on Instagram and he is just not having it. I don't look, I'm like getting red in the face and I'm like, fuck, messing up my 10 minute Q&A show, dude. But I didn't have childcare. I didn't have anybody to watch him. My husband had a client. So he's like, you got to have him. And I'm like, but I've got Q&A Tuesday. And he's like, "Uh, I got a client. So I got my son Nava and he's just fiddling. And I'm in the video and I'm like, oh my God. And then I'm like, wait a minute. I can try to breastfeed him. Now I am live on Instagram and I'm like, one second guys. And then I'm pulling my boob out. I put him there. You can't see my boob on Instagram, but I, I put his face there and he's suckling. And I'm like, amazing. I'm like, done. Anyway, back to my answer. And I just jump right back into my answer. And I gave some fire ass answer to this woman who sent me a question. And it was like, what do you think that shows? Number one, I'm going to be here. No matter what, I'm going to show up when I say I will. Number two, I'm going to give you fucking value. Number three, I'm going to keep it real. I'm a mother. I'm live. Shit's going to mess up live. Things are going to happen. Oh, well, this is live. This is me. I'm going to be me. I'm not going to try to get it right and be perfect. Because as I say, perfection erodes connection. Perfection erodes connection. Be real. Be you. Be honest. 
Do what you need to do. Hold on, guys, one second. My son's here. Come here, baby. All right, sorry. Oh, my God, this juggle's so hard. That's all. You just got to tell people the honest truth. And I always was honest and genuine. What happens when you're honest and genuine? You're not perfect and trying to get it right and be amazing. No, you're a human. You're a normal person. Now, when you're normal and you, and you do things that happen to me and you share shit like me, I start to see myself in you. I start to go, oh, we're kind of the same. Oh, yeah, me too. Me too, me too. Oh, I like her. Oh, I trust her. If you don't have that, you don't have trust, you don't have like, you don't have no, people don't know, like, and trust you, there's no relationship building. Don't, don't worry about trying to sell anybody anything. You need to build a relationship with people. And so that's what I did on social media. I showed up every week. People in the beginning never asked me questions, but I knew things that women wanted to know about confidence. Because remember, for five years, I was doing confidence styling events. So I would just go, what are some of the top questions women want to know? And I would write it down and be like, today's question that we got was, who sent it? Nobody. Nobody sent me the question. I, they sent me the question at an event that I did like two years ago. I heard it. My friends asked it, but nobody said, hey, Erica, for your Q&A Tuesday show, here's my question. No, because I wasn't nobody on the internet. Nobody knew who the hell I was. So who cares if people don't ask you questions? Do you know who you're helping? What are their problems? One of the number one things that we cover is who are you? What's your story? Why do you talk about what you talk about? What's your experience? Who are you helping? What are their problems? What do they want? Yo, you got content. Literally, one of the things we do is create 52 weeks of content. You could do that in like 10 minutes. You're like, what? Yes. The problem is we don't focus on that. We don't pay attention to our story, who we are, why we do what we do. The, the key to growing and making money on any social media platform, if you are here as a coach, as a service provider, as someone who wants to help people, is relationship. It's not focusing on the money. It's not focusing on cold DMs. Yuck. Set, being sleazy and salesy. Yuck. I'm always selling and I'm never selling. Always selling. It's called adding value. You know how to be of service? That's selling. Selling is serving. Selling is being a value or, or adding value to your clients. You don't need to know how to do business. If you know how to serve clients, that's what business is. And so for me, I would just show up. I would share authentically. I would speak my truth. I would build connections. I would answer questions. What happens when I'm answering all the questions that my clients have in their head about confidence, about their life, about their trauma? What happens? They're like, fuck, Erica knows a lot. And then they're listening to my podcast and I'm in their ear intimately telling them shit, talking to them, sharing my story with them. That was huge, by the way, sharing your story. If I don't know you and you don't tell me who you are, I'm not going to trust you. That's just the way it is. Think about this. When you go into a shop, you go into a retail store, you want to buy some shampoo, you go into a hair store and the lady's like, and you're like, Hey, I'm looking for shampoo. And she's like, cool. Um, I'll take you over here or a makeup shop. And they take you to the most expensive shampoo and the most expensive makeup. You instantly don't trust her. <laughs> you're like, mm-mm. Not buying that. I don't even, you don't even have a, no, thanks. I'll look around myself. But if she goes, Hey, what's your name? My name's Erica. Welcome. Um, how can I support you? What are you looking for? Tell me about your hair. And you're like, Oh, my hair. Okay. So it's dry and it's got a willy this and blah, blah, blah. Okay. Is it wet? Is it curly? Do you style it? Do you do this? She's asking you all the questions to get to know your hair. She's telling you everything she knows. The more you speak to her and the more she hears you and the more that she speaks to you from what she heard you say, the more you go, she gets me. She understands me. Yep, I trust her. Now if she leads you anywhere in the store, even if she takes you to the expensive shampoo, you feel like she heard enough and she got you. 
You feel seen, you feel heard, you feel validated. Yeah, you understand. You know what I'm saying? Okay, cool. Over here, this is what I would do. So do this, buy that, and then I spray this. And then what happens? I used to be a hairdresser, okay? So by the way, this is what happens. Then they go, amazing, thank you. I'll take that, I'll take that. Listen, my son has curly hair. Do you know, he always gets knots. And now they start asking you about their kids or about their husband. They start booking an appointment with you. Like you got them because you spoke to them. You added value. You spent time speaking and listening They feel like you got them and you heard them. They trust you. That is what we need to do on social media. We get it wrong. Stop treating Instagram like fucking Facebook. It's not. It's not Facebook. I I can't handle it. My over 40s and I'm like 38, y'all. Don't play. My over 40s, y'all be treating Instagram like Facebook. It is not Facebook. It's Instagram. It's a different platform. We have different opportunities. You want to have a TV show? Yeah, you could do a YouTube But you could also every day show up on stories for 10 seconds, say, good morning. What's up? What are you guys doing today? How are you? And say, good night. I had a great day. I hope you love it. Thank you for being here. That is not selling shit. I'm not telling you nothing about selling nothing. I am saying hi to the eyeballs. There are eyeballs watching you, following you that said follow. They click the button. Do you even acknowledge them? I want more followers. Why? You got 50 and you don't even say good morning to them. Because I don't have enough. No, you have enough. If you, if you don't talk to the 50 followers or the 500 followers you have, why should you get 50,000? If you're not consistently showing up, adding value, telling me about you and how you know things, educational content, if you don't do no content, like I get to know you, if you don't do like content, you tell me who you are and what you like so I can like you or dislike you. And if you don't do trust content, educational and building and value adding and teaching me shit, Why should I follow you? Why should I buy from you? Why should I be here? There is a lot of noise. A lot of people like, it's too many people doing what I do. There is a lot of noise on the internet, but I don't even notice the noise. I don't hear shit. I hear nothing out there. I don't see other coaches. I don't know that there's anyone else but me on the internet because I'm not looking to the sidelines. I'm so focused on being who I am fully expressed and sharing my shit to my clients that I'm not worried about competition or being lost in the noise. That says to me that you're not showing up in your space enough. That says to me that you're worried about the sidelines. Look straight. Put the blinkers on, yo. Like, focus. If you're looking straight and you're hearing and connecting and talking to your clients and creating content that they want to know about, because guess what? When people go confidence, they're going to think Erica, the queen of confidence. When people go, how do I heal my shit and not care what people think and be my fullest expression? Boom, they're going to think about the queen of confidence. And they're like, I'm a coach and I want to build my business from social media without funnels and without crazy technology and without a big email list. Boom, they're going to think of Erica, the queen of confidence. Yeah, I heard her story. My story is not special, by the way. Anyone can do it. Will everyone do it? No. But can anyone do it? Yes. It's not will you. I'm sorry. It's not can you. It's will you. You can. I look to the world and I see everybody that's doing it. Maybe you're looking how people can't do it. I don't look for how I can't. I look for what I can do. And then I make it happen. And the internet, social media, oh my God. So number one, I built a relationship. Number two, I was consistent as fuck. I kept showing up. Number three, I added value. My Q&A Tuesday answered all the questions they wanted to know. Number four, they listened to the podcast and they would follow me on Instagram. Then they would build this community. I would answer my DMs. Answer your DMs, yo. I would comment back to the comments. I would have communication and chat with people, send people videos, send people voice messages, genuinely be a human and be social on social media. I had a problem. I was like answering all my DMs and someone said to me, 
um, Oprah doesn't respond to her DMs. And obviously, I'm like, I'm not Oprah yet. You ain't Oprah yet. When you get that problem, that's a problem. Genuinely, I get it. I understand why Tony Robbins and Gary Vaynerchuk doesn't reply to my messages. I get it. But I'm not them. I can reply still. And even when I can't reply, I will have someone on my team who will be in there because important to me is communicating with my audience. That's important to me. So if it's important to you, if it's a value of yours, you find a system and a way to make it happen. And for now, I can reply. And I talk to my audience. So how do we expect for people to want to buy from us, for people to book us, for people to call us, for people to send us questions and messages when we are not there? Any platform will kill it for you if you are willing to be there and show up and be a human. The shit that you have over big business is your story. If you sell, I've seen people, clients of mine, they sell face masks. You go to their Instagram, it's a face mask. It's some green shit. It's a photo of the ocean. It's a quote about the ocean. It's a photo of algae. It's another face mask. Who runs this company? Who? What's your name? Who are you? Versus I'm, hey, hey guys, welcome to my page. My name is Erica. When I was 14, I had acne. And so I realized that I wanted to build a face mask company because I couldn't find anything that didn't ruin my acne face, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I'm a working mom. And now I have this and I built this company. Oh, cool. I also had acne. Oh, I'm a mom. I want a person. I want to buy a person. I want to buy a relationship. I want to know you. Why do you do what you do? I'm not buying your fucking face mask. I don't know who runs Google or Apple or any of that shit. And I really don't care. But the queen of confidence, who is she? What is she about? Where does she come from? What's her story? I love her earrings, her press on nails, her pink hat, cheetah print, whatever the fuck. I get to know you. I buy you. We don't buy products and services. We buy people. If you're a massive company, you don't get to do that. We have something huge over big business. I did a podcast about it. The, the big mistake small business makes, if you want to listen to that one. So the point of this is you can build your community. You can show up. You can be consistent. You can tell your story. You must, you must, you must, you must tell your story. What makes you different from other coaches? Your story, the way you see the world, the way you experienced what you experienced, you being willing and vulnerable and open to share that shit with people. That other people don't have that. There's another person out there that hasn't lived the life I've lived. I can't wait to hear about it. And stop waiting for people to tell you when you can share your story. Pick up your damn phone and share it. Hey guys, my name is Erica. Thank you for being here. Let me tell you about me. Ba, 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 ba. This is that. This is here. I did that. You know, like let people in. You build genuine relationship. You build genuine friendship. You build genuine tribe and community when you are being you and you're sharing yourself. Now, what you do is a bonus. I'm fucking amazing as a coach. I know I'm good at that shit. I've lived so much fucked up shit and healed so much that I am amazing at it. I've spent over $200,000 on myself for my own shit. Eight plus years, 10 years to work on my own shit before I decided to be a coach. So am I good? And I'm still studying. Hell yeah, I'm fucking good at my shit. But who cares if I'm good if nobody knows that I'm good and I don't build a relationship with my audience. So I give, I give my clients results ahead of time. I give my clients results ahead of time. I give so much value and I share so much what I know with my clients so that when they think life coach, when they think I'm a startup coach and I want to build my coaching business on social media and I want to be raw and real, they think me. Do that for your clients. When they think about something, they think you. If you are not there, they can't think about you. And it's not that they don't want to. And it's not that it's too loud and there's too much competition and there's too much noise. That's bullshit. That is a story that you are selling to yourself and you need to stop. 
So what did I do? Built that community, talked to the people, did what I did. So I kept showing up. I kept building my audience. I kept building that relationship with them. And then when things would happen, I would take them behind the scenes. So I was launching a program called The Sisterhood. And I let my audience know, hey, guys, I'm about to launch this program. I'm about to talk about this thing. Um, I'm building this program for women. This is what it's going to be. This is what I'm going to cover. Uh, what do you want to know about? What's your biggest struggles? By then, I had already built such amazing relationships with my audience on social media that I knew what they thought about. I knew their questions. I knew what they struggled with. They started sending me questions for Q&A Tuesday. That is content. Guess what became my new podcast topics? Their questions. Guess what became my new modules for my program I was building? Their questions. So everything I got from my audience from showing up in that relationship I built, I put that back into my programs. I put that into my podcast for more content. Think about this now. The people that are asking you questions about things, have you used that? You could use that as a podcast. That could be a module in your program. Like that's what your clients want. So I said to them, hey guys, on my phone, this is what's happening. I'm doing this. I'm going to build a sisterhood. It's coming. I'm so excited. Hey guys, oh my God, it's coming 10 days away. Hey, if you want to learn more about this, get onto the wait list. Jump on the wait list and I'll tell you more about it. You could be the early bird. Hey guys, early birds launching in 10 days. Have you got to the wait list yet? Click the link in the bio. Let me know. Send me a message. I just kept taking them on the journey, on the behind the scenes of what I was doing. So then guess what? They joined my email list. When they joined my email list, they got the early bird notification that the program is launching. Guess what happened? We had 25 women. My nose gets itchy when I get excited. We had 25 women join my program in November, the month after I launched everything, the month after they joined my program. I was dead broke. We had no money. And 25 women joined my program. I priced the program at 997, ridiculously cheap because I was so lacking worthiness and I didn't believe anyone would pay for anything I was doing. But I didn't care. I was like, this is going to be a no-brainer. If people don't pay $1,000 for six live events and 12 months of working with me, this is a joke. So I purposefully lowered the price just to prove to my subconscious that women would say yes to me. In five hours, we had 25 members of the sisterhood. 25 members, $25,000 in my Stripe account in five hours. What do you think that did to my subconscious? Holy shit. Holy shit. This is so cheap. I'm raising the price. I'm going to own my value. I'm going to keep showing up. Let me tell you, that first year in my business on Instagram, we made $160,000. I had no staff. I had no, I had no nothing. It was all profit, literally all profit because I didn't have anybody to pay. I didn't have tech. I didn't have software. I didn't have programs. I didn't have Kajabi. I didn't have anything. I didn't have anything. Year two, I decided to launch the online version. Why? Because on my Social media, people were from other countries. That's the beauty of social media and podcasting. And people were like, I want to be a part of the sisterhood. Can you do a global sisterhood? Yup. Boom. June or July, I think we launched the global sisterhood. And I launched retreats. And that year, our second year in business, I made $554,000. I did not have an email list. I did not have an email list. I did not have funnels. I did not have evergreen webinars. I did not use fucking angel numbers. Don't even get me started on that shit. I showed up. I built an audience. I was consistent. I gave a shit about the eyeballs that were fucking following me. And I gave them what they wanted. And I knew my client inside out. I showed up. 
I was genuine. I shared everything. I shared when I cried. I shared shit about my husband who passed away. I shared about my trauma. I told him my story. I made a video about my life story. I owned my shit. I told them when I fucked up, when I messed up. I shared. I gave results ahead of time. I gave my clients just from listening to my podcast results. Can you imagine when they go, confidence, Erica? And that's what I do. I, I give value to my clients on social media. I am raw and real and genuine. Secret sauce. One of the modules inside of the startup squad is keep it real. It is a skill. It is a skill to be yourself. It is a skill to not filter yourself and pretend to be perfect and say the right thing. No, say the wrong thing. Be you. Fart. You would sneeze. Scratch your nose. Fucking do whatever you need to do on, on camera or on podcast. Be yourself. Don't filter. Don't, as in, wear a filter if you want. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is don't apologize. Don't cover up. Don't not say something. Say what you think. Say how you feel. Be yourself fully expressed. That is what's missing on the internet right now is that people are trying to copycat and be each other and look pretty and be perfect and have a nice grid. And no, my secret sauce is I'm fucking me, fully loud and expressed. And if you don't like it, peace unfollow. See you later. I don't give a damn. And if you love it, fantastic. You're my people. Not everyone is your people. You can't find them if you're not showing up. You can't find them if you're not being who you are turned up. So anytime I offered something, anytime I told them, yo, this is open. We're having a retreat still till this day. I'm like, Hey guys, retreat. Like literally right now we have a retreat that's 55% sold out. I told my social media, we had like three women join the retreat. And fill out the application from social media. I didn't send 15 emails. I didn't do a Facebook ad. I've used Facebook ads once on a podcast ad and on some webinar I did once. We don't drop any money right now in 2022, April on Facebook ads. I am about to, but I have not gone ham on Facebook ads and crazy funnels and shit. I use basic tech that I figured out myself how to do. You don't even need to use tech in the beginning. Build your audience on social media. You can monetize and build, but you have to be present. This whole thing, there's so much more, but I have to cut this. It's 40 minutes already. Oh my God. Longest podcast ever. This entire thing is what I am teaching inside of the startup squad. Why am I teaching this? Because I am so passionate. I'm sick of hearing people go, I don't know business. I'm not techie. I don't have a big audience. No one knows who I am. I don't have money for Facebook ads. Doesn't matter. You are so blessed, my darling. If you have a phone, if you have the internet, if you have the internet and you have a phone, and a phone's not a phone, by the way, a phone is so much more than just a phone now. You have an ability to build an audience, to get your message out to the masses, to monetize your audience with integrity and authenticity and being raw and real and genuine and kind and caring and not sleazy and gross. You can impact people. You can make money. You can influence your clients. You can change the world in every way that you want to with social media. That's it. That's the message here. And so that's what I teach my women. Organic meaning no paid ads, showing up, building their audience, using your story. If you haven't told your story, if you haven't pulled out your story and your experiences and shared that, if you don't know who you help and you're not clear on your niche and who did you come here to help, and you don't have a program designed out on how to help them, how to legitimately get these clients results. If you're not creating killer content that is converting your clients without you being sleazy and gross, 
if you don't know how to amplify your audience, if you struggle with selling on socials and monetizing your Instagram, your Facebook, your whatever social media platform, if you don't know how to do that, then the Startup Squad is exactly that. That is what I'm teaching in there. And guess what? The best part is you don't have to be me. You don't have to cookie cut me or fangirl me or try to be exactly like me and change your branding to look like mine. No, you get to be you. And the thing that we use to pull apart you is your story, what you've been through, all the experience that you have. You don't have to pretend to have it. You lived your life. We use your life. We use your story. We use your experience. You pull that out. You find your people. You find your branding and your flavor. You build your audience that you monetize and you change the fucking world. And that's how we do it. So that's how I did it. Doesn't mean you're going to do it the same exact way, but that's what's available to you on social media. You do not need big ass email list in the beginning. You need to give a shit. You need to be willing to show up on social media. You need to be wanting to help the client that you want to help. And you need to be willing, willing to fail and fall flat on your face and get your ass back up and consistently show up and offer and listen to your clients and build community. And yes, you can monetize that. And yes, you can be integral with it. So if you like this and you want to learn more about how to do this, click the link in the bio. Everything is there. You can check out the Startup Squad. It is currently open. We have opening and closings. It is the best program, 12 months working with me live on how to create, grow and scale your coaching business so you can actually change the world and make money. And you do not need to have fancy ass tech, thousands of followers, even if nobody knows who you are yet. And I say yet because they will. This is exactly doable and possible and exactly what we did. And so many more of my clients are doing the same damn thing. So let's stop waiting to have a billion followers. Let's stop saying that we can't do this. You can fucking do this if you are willing to show up. That's all that's required, my love. And that's it. I'll pop the link inside of the show notes. If you want to learn more, head to thequeenofconfidence.com. Click on Biz Mentoring and check out the Startup Squad. I love you. Thank you so much for listening. I so appreciate your ears, your time, your energy, and your attention. Please do me a favor and head over to Apple iTunes. Subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. Share this episode with a sister who you know needs to hear it. And if you feel called to, leave me a review. I'd love to know what you think about the podcast. I'd love to know how this information is helping you change your world. Thank you so much for being here. I know that there are many podcasts you could listen to, and I really appreciate you listening to mine. Have a gorgeous week, honey.